Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. So many things that come to mind right now. Oh, you know, I'm a futurist, so I like talking about the future. I mean, the present is the future, but in the sense that what we're doing right now is building outward. I think there's enough people who talk about the past, so I don't have to use that time to do that. They can handle that. And then I want to talk about what are, what's our blueprint and our plans for the future because. There's a lot going on, and because we're so, I don't like to completely use the word distracted, but in a sense, we're distracted with the plight and the problem so much that we're not actually thinking about the dream. We're thinking about what we want to get rid of instead of what we want to build. And for me, that becomes an issue because when we're, it's it's almost, uh, we're taking a step backwards as we try to take a step forward. And then it's like, okay, what about the children that have to live in the next 10 years or 20 years and 30 years, what will we have for them besides saying that, look, we just fought to get rid of this? That's not enough for me. So for me, it's about will we have economic systems? Will we have technological systems? Will we have any AI capability that's geared towards black excellence? Or will we wait for these things to be built and then we will be continuously fighting the system as they're being built? Or will we be a little more progressive in our order saying, no, let's get into this tech race now. Let's do like what Akon did with the Acoin. Let's build our own economic paradigms. And then also, I know we face a lot of issues with mental health services. Let's start setting up nonprofit clinics all throughout the U.S. Let's stop waiting for governmental intervention and let's just start intervening with ourselves. Let's stop complaining about holidays as paganistic and let's just start creating ones that's more cultural for us. That's building solidarity. At the end of the day, see, I mean, one of the main issues in that is like people like complaining. It's addictive. It's easy. It's addictive. It's easier to, to, you know, point out the problems than to find the solutions. Right. Or putting the work like I feel like 
that's like a big part of it. Right. It, but I don't, I don't know. That's like that's a big problem. I think you gotta look at it like this. It's it's all, it's questions and answers, right? You can be a person that only seeks the question. Like you just love asking questions. How do we do this? When is this going to happen? Where would this happen? When would this be over with? Instead of a person that their minds to be the one who starts to answer those questions. So you can either be in love with the questioning phase, which is just a cycle of complaining and conditions, or you can be in love with the answering phase, which is the solution. Every question has the opposite polarity, which is the answer. Every answer can be formed from a question. And so when I think of it, I'm just more into the answering the question. Some people are just in love with the question. And when you live your life questioning everything, you're not one that actually gets answers. You're just one that gets more questions done. So I think there's a lot of people who, instead of taking what they have, what they learned, and using it, they want to take what they have so that they can ask more questions and figure out what they don't know instead of using what they already know. And so I'd rather take the specialized skills of what I learned through all the knowledge and try to figure out, okay, how can this help our specific problems as a people instead of saying that, damn, uh, what do I learn next? How do I be more helpful? No, let me just use what I know to be helpful. Let me figure it out in my own sense, in my own lane, and do it that way. And if everybody did that, we would have everybody's trajectory going towards the solution instead of everybody's trajectory going towards the problem. Saying that, when will, when will white people stop being racist? Like, why is that a question? When will the government stop doing, why is that a question? When, it's, it's just that, okay, now we need to do this. We need to start our own holidays, have our own solidarity. We need to start our own pooling of resources. We need to start our own schools, our own banks, our own grocery stores, our own EM health services and clinics. None of these things are impossible or even hard to do when you have people who are constantly just working on the things that they can get done instead of questioning the things that they believe they can't do. Because if you can ask the question, then you can also seek the answer. So I don't want to just be the person that's saying, damn, I'm tired. When, when, when we go finally get some unity as a people, I want to be the person that like, all right, this is what unity looks like as a people. This is what we're doing. We may be starting off small, but every millionaire and billionaire and legendary leader started off somewhere. They didn't just say day one, I got it complete. And that's another thing. I think that we kill the people that will be legends in the future by destroying them in the present saying they're not doing enough. Well, don't you think the accumulation of their work eventually will add to the totality of some, something that's actual progressive? But it, so I, you, you can look at just about any influence or a leader or somebody that we consider to be a political figure or just doing something great in the community. I think they have a, a higher expectation for one than anybody else because you're not going to ask an entertainer what are you doing for the people you just take entertainment for them but somebody who's actively working so imagine if you met uh malcolm x on day one and he was talking to you about the revolution of the people you'd be like okay well what are you doing what have you done it's like damn let the person legacy build let them do more work you know what i mean so maybe in 10 years they actually have something amazing built out but we get to that point where we, we, we're trying to destroy each other's credibility instead of add to their credibility, saying that you, you seem like you have a lot of potential. And if we invested in your potential, we would actually get further. And I think that we need to do that anytime we see someone who represents a particular genius that we need as a people. Because our geniuses end up working for corporations or government entities. We see those stories where you have young people that graduated 
early ages of 15 and 16 uh, from colleges. And you're like, where the hell do they go? Don't you think we need those for us? But instead, guess what? Geniuses usually have benefactors. So we can't afford our geniuses because we're not putting our money towards that. But if we had that collective black world brain where we actively are seeking out all our geniuses in the world to help with our problems, to solve whatever conditions that we in, then there's no more asking questions. There's just answers. And we are our own answers. And that's why I created um, the analogy, the scientific analogy of how they grade civilizations, where they say, you know, a civilization is based off its ability to be able to harness energy. So here we will be a type one civilization as a planetary system because we use dead coal and, and plants to harness our energy. But they say that the sun gives us enough energy in one hour to be able to power up factories, devices, everything. But we don't have the ability to harness the sun's power. And I look at that as a people, our unity in one hour be enough to change our condition in the whole world, but we don't have a planetary system of unity. So therefore it exists, but we're not harnessing it to actually use it to change our lives. Instead of we, there are dead coal and plants or our dead leaders and our dead movements or movements of the past and history. We're not saying that in our present time, we have the energy already, which means we have the power. So for me, it's about, okay, yeah, we, we can get stuck in the past or we can just live in the present and we can build in the present because opposition is always planning, so we have to plan. And you don't always have to put your plans outward. You can create, start a group of mastermind groups of five, six people. Create your own little hubs. You know, and then when you create your own little hubs, create an agenda. Agenda is a list of items you put on the table that you all are going to work towards. And once you all have an agenda, because we complain about Illuminati agendas and government agendas, it's like, well, do the same thing. Get your own agenda. Quit complaining about the things you could also be doing. And so it's like you go going to war with somebody and they have a great strategy. And you just complain about their strategy instead of saying, you know we can use that same strategy as well. We can use the enemy strategy on them to win. All we have to do is do it better. And that's what a lot of generals would do. They would take a strategy. Instead of complaining about it, they would use the enemy strategy on themselves. And so for me, it's about eliminating excuses, eliminating complaints, and eliminating the questions. And getting to reasons, and getting to answers, and getting to solutions. So taking the opposite of what we're doing that continues to put us in this position as a people and saying, well, if we try the opposite of that, then perhaps we'll actually get a little further. If we see groups that's working and influencers and leaders and people that's just in very powerful positions, we say that you have a lot of potential, let me invest in you. And we just not invested in our people enough because if we were, then we will have what we need already. You don't like sports? Um, I, I think that there's, yeah, I like sports, depending on the sport. Like, I like boxing. Like boxing? Yeah. I like the strategy of boxing. Okay, so you see, like, Sequoia, you watch Sequoia Mayweather for the, the, uh, the Conor McGregor fight. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big fight on you, watch, like, a fight, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, is that something that, like, I guess what I'm asking with the question is, like, what do you do to escape? Escapism? Yeah, escapism. Um, so, I feel like that's a big part of sports for people. I think it's, it's a balance. You need balance in life. I think um, if, if, if you're just micro-focused on a problem or just focus on a solution all the time, you can go a little crazy because it's like you need time to breathe. <laughs> and 
any hobby or any entertainment allows your mind to, um, it distracts your mind for a moment in time. To where even when your mind is being distracted, it allows your brain to actually make connections that you normally couldn't do while you're focused on a problem or focused on a solution. So it's like your brain gets to not take a break. Your conscious mind takes a break while your subconscious mind does the work. You understand? So for me, I do a multitude of things. You know, I love art shows. I like if, if it's some boxing or some entertainment. I was just always taught too much sport and play is no good. Too much of anything is no good. And so for escapism, I think it's just balance. You know, um, for intellectual or anybody, I think you got to have a hobby because when you have a hobby and you're a negative person, while you're doing your hobby, you can't do two things at once. It's impossible. So your brain focuses on this and it allows you to be present in that moment. So there is no negativity that exists. You just got bad news and here you're painting something. You just got bad news and you're watching something. So it allows your brain to not focus on that for a minute and be present in the moment of what you're doing. And so I think that it's important for everybody to have something, some sort of balance. Anybody that doesn't have that balance, you just see them going crazy. Like they really just stuck. But the people that you see can still smile and still deal with the problem and create solutions, that means they got some balance in their life. Like people ask me all the time, how are you positive and you deal with this conscious woke stuff? It doesn't, for me, it doesn't make me, it doesn't stress me out. The more I know about the issues in the world, the government conspiracies, it's like because I'm aware of it means I have more power over it. That's how I look at it. That's my positive outlook. You seen the movie? You uh, seen the movie Old Boy? Uh-uh. Oh, man. Uh uh. You should see that movie. But, uh, What's it about? Oh, I can't. It's, you really it's, can't it's a it. lot to. Just okay. don't watch the Spike Lee version. Watch the original Asian version. Okay. Oh no, where the guy was in the 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 the, the, the spot where he got locked up. You yeah. Saw the Spike Lee version, but you didn't see the. Original. I feel like I seen both. I'm not sure. You would know. But anyway, one of the quotes from that movie that hella stands out to me is the. Um, I probably, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like crying, you cry alone, laughing, you laugh at the world, or basically like laughing when you laugh, you know, the world laughs with you, or crying, you cry alone, right? Sort of thing. I think that's uh, goes back to the balance sort of topic as well, because you know, it's you'll drive yourself crazy, like you said, if you focus so much, and you'll be alone, you'll be, you'll be mad, you know, right? It's like the they said, like, um, the whole word genius comes from, like, was that a Greek uh, or a Rome? Like, the ancient Rome, I believe it was. And they had all these artists at the time who, um, you know, genius was a word that was derived, meaning, like, from God. It's mm. like, and that's right. how they looked at it to keep them right. saying Because, like, there's, like, the skill. Like, whether you're an artist, right. whether you're, like, you know, whatever you do. But you had this divine skill from God. Right. So all these artists and these people, they would give credit to God. You know, it's like mm. it's not them. It's, right. like it's it's God. But then it's over time that evolved to where, you know, it becomes an ego thing where people take credit for their own genius, which leads right. to the life expectancy for whether it's music artists or visual artists or, you know, artists, entertainers, things like that is much lower than, you know, normal quote unquote people. Because, you know, a lot of times they result, you can see the Mac Miller with the drugs, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever the case is, it might just be from stress and just right. whatever the case is, but um, it seems like geniuses, artists, creatives, etc., have a shorter life expectancy because they're driving themselves crazy. 
I can a, see a large, that. large part of that being from taking it on themselves and not having like I guess a relationship with the most high. And and I think that society is not you gotta look at society as a very square box of like how you're supposed to do things, like the, the cubicle idea of life. And the artist is on the opposite end. It's the blurring the lines. It's, it's nothing in nature is made with straight lines. And the artist is constantly creating ways to not have the line straight. It's constantly creating ways that allow people to escape from reality. So when you are the escape from reality, where do you escape? And it's also like, I can't relate to society because I see what it really is. And it's impossible for me to go into this box and be happy with it now. So they're trying to find ways of escaping what they're creating almost. It's, 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 it's in that sense of, um, for a lot of people, they can't relate to an artist. Because also artists, I think, are very genuine in the sense that you don't care what people think anymore. You no longer fit in society. You stand out. Your genuineness is your uniqueness that you add to the collective. And you can't relate to the average person. People start to see you as a product. And when they see you as a product, it kind of depresses you because you no longer have that connection with people anymore. You are their escapism, but you have nothing that you can use to escape that reality now that you created. And if we had a world that was based upon artistry and nature, it would be different because it would be relatability. But the artist can't really relate to the average part, the fan. Like the artist is looking at the fan like, I see how you live now. Like I, I now have power over you in a sense because you come to me to escape your living conditions. And now it's kind of like depressing because you see the world in a very dry sense like a comedian. Most comedians are very depressed and they see the world very dry. You think that they're making comedy but they're just telling you their perspective of how they see reality. And the greater dry perspective a comic, comic has is the better comedian he has, the, the better observer he can be in reality. And that's the same thing with musicians and things of that nature. It's like, you guys are kind of sick that you love this music that we make because we're only making it because we know where society is. Like Kanye West made the song, You Such a Fucking Hoe, I Love It, with the kid. And that shit's sick, to be honest. Like, that's what the whole lyrics of the song is based off of. And so when you look at that and you think about society and where we at, just the mere fact that that can become a hit overnight represents that the people consciousness, their level is very sheeple. Like people shouldn't be able to accept that. That shouldn't be played around children. That shouldn't be played on the radio. That shouldn't be a hit in restaurants and, and coffee shops. But it is now. And that represents where we are as a society, very low on the totem pole and very much away from genius. So if you were one of those people that make that type of music, you're not caught up in it. <laughs> You're not saying I'm making this for me. You're making this for the sheep. You're making this because people are programmed now. You're making this because we're in the Donald Trump era. They might be programmed though. Yeah, they they are too in a yeah. sense. You know, like so you get to a certain you level. smoking your own stuff. Exactly. You get to a certain level. It's like two ways. It's like it probably goes both ways. But it's like one, you're being programmed to you know what to dictate to the sheep, or two. You get to a point, we kind of talked about this earlier, where like some artists or brands or businesses, it gets to a point where it's like people don't even listen to it. It's like you're just buying it or investing right. in it because of what it is and what it's become. In the like, you, let alone 
of what the actual content is or you know if it's a brand it's a trendy brand it's okay. like people are buying it regardless of what the hell they're coming out with if it's an artist you know that's at a level of success where you know they just make terrible music or right. you know but then that's also a catch 22 because it's all art and that's all you know it's subjective but I, I think as a overall you know big picture thing I think you, you gotta agree with that right I, I 100% just about agree with that and I, I came up with this sort of philosophy of sense on how I interpret and decode reality or where we at right now. Because there's, there's always paradigm shifts that happen. And if you don't notice it, then you're just being, a, you, you're affected by it. What, and you're unconscious of the shift when things change. And one thing that I see right now, and if you look at hip hop, because hip hop is a planetary brand, you know, you have certain figures that can be recognized in every country. That makes it a planetary brand. And this is a new thing for society where we are. But so the, the, the concept of this, I call it the nine minds. Um, and well, I think- what, what concept? Concept of what? Let's go, let's bring it back from the top. Concept all right. The concept is that this generation, uh, minds have switched from the male, masculine, conscious, reason, brain into the more feminine, emotional sea house. And when your brain is more emotional, you can be impressioned through your emotions. You think of things more as how I feel. And this happens because of fear. Fear ushers in people to be conditioned through their emotions. It opens up your emotional stability, uh, uh, stability. And what happens, and this happened at the 9-11, right? 9-11, it changed the paradigm into a fear paradigm. You know, the whole, the whole, our world went into fear because the shift was America being this great superpower now has been attacked and we didn't really know. And in our mind, this was impossible to happen. It didn't happen since Pearl Harbor. So what that does on the people, because what you had was Bush that was coming in with the fear, fear, fear every day. That was just, we got terrorist attack, terrorist attacks, terrorist attacks. And remember during that time, people allowed him to start a war off a lie because of fear. People just wanted to be protected, wanted to be secured. And so during that, we allowed them to do whatever that will make us feel more protected, which is giving away our rights and going to war predicated off a lie. And everything has a trickle effect. And that trickle effect, um, when you think of music, because at that time we used to love lyrics. Lyrics because we would consciously listen to it and we would think about it with logic and reason. We would go over the lines like how that appealed to our logic and reason, our more masculine brain. You know, that's our conscious brain. Or your subconscious brain is your emotional. But when that happened, there was a shift and music took a shift as well to where the it stopped being about the lyrics and it started being about the emotional feeling and connection. And so now if you look at the young minds today, right? And so I look at it like this. This is where my 19 come into play. The conscious mind being the one, the subconscious mind being the nine. The conscious mind being the male, the masculine, the sea house, and the feminine brain being the nine, the subconscious mind, the, they call that the, um, the uh, gender of the brain, the gender of the mind. And so you have your one and nine in order. So if you have the way I think about reality is my conscious brain overrules my emotion. You're supposed to rise above emotion into that thinking of a God. But if you're ruled by emotion and you don't have that conscious logic to filter that out, then you see people making a lot more emotional decisions. This is where a lot of people say, 
uh, masculine toxicity or something like that. But that's just basically saying that a man is controlled by his emotions and he used his, you know, masculine behavior in the sense of I'm reacting emotionally instead of acting with reason and stuff like that. And that's when your mind is out of whack, which means that you're not studying the feminine presence that you are to even be able to interpret how to control your emotional side. And that's why I did the thing called Rediscovering the Value of Women, because I wanted men to be able to study women so they can see that emotional part within themselves so that they can get over those details of emotional factors that exist within them. And then they can override it with consciousness and reason because now they're more aware of it. But if you're not aware of it, you get ruled by your emotion and you use your physical presence. But it's imbalanced. And the young minds that exist today, they're existing with sort of their subconscious mind open. They don't care if the, about the lyrics and nothing like that because they're ruling with more so their feelings, their emotions. They want to know how the music make me feel. That's why you have bros like SS Tentacion and his music was more so about feeling and depression. And if you listen, just listen to the music spectrum. It's all about how we feel about it, not what we think about it. It's all about how we feel. Impression my emotions, make me feel something. Give me a connection. It's not saying that, oh, let me listen to the lyrics because that takes logic and reasoning to think mathematically. That's not where the young minds are. So I say they have these nine minds, these subconscious brains. And then the girls, they're more with the, you know, conscious and reasoning. So it puts the whole paradigm out of whack. So the women have to be more masculine because the men are not masculine. So they have to take up for it. Because remember, women like to feel protected. So if they're not feeling protected, then they have to step up themselves and become more masculine so that they feel protected. And so that creates an imbalance to where women have to try to figure out how to be, think like a man, how to be more reasonable, how to be more logical in their thinking instead of going with their emotions and their intuition and things of that nature. And then the young men are growing up, how do I feel about this? Like I, I deal with consulting a lot of young men sometimes and when you deal with them, it's like, wow. You, you, you think very, very feminine, you know? And femininity is not a bad thing. It's just that we have to have balance within ourselves. Men have X and Y chromosomes. So if you don't have an understanding of your masculine and your feminine, then you're imbalanced. And the same thing with a woman. That imbalance is not supposed to happen. And so if you listen to the music and everybody's gonna listen to the music and they're gonna see that there's a big generational gap between the nine minds and the one minds. The one minds thinking logical and the nine minds thinking emotional. So listen to the music today and you're gonna be like, wow, these are the nine minds. And until you make them conscious of that feminine aspect of themselves, it won't create a reverse to where they can think back in the order of having that 19 mind, that 19 key filter on things. Rising above emotions into the thinking of God. They don't care about no goddamn lyrics. That's why 6 9 can do so great. I just, oh, it feel good. That's, that's good. Just pump me the feeling and I'm good. We was like, nah, you got to say something, Wayne. <laughs> you got to say something, T.I. You got to say something, Eminem. You got to say something, Jay-Z. You got to say something, Kanye. Let me listen and dissect the lyrics. I want to think about this. No, they say, nah, give me the beat. And give me a flow over it and let me feel, let me see what this feel like. Let me expose my emotions for a second. And so when they hear someone who actually speaks and actually has a balance within their masculinity, because remember, there's no such thing as anything wrong with masculinity. What we fail to look at it as is patriarch, white patriarchal masculinity. 
Because theirs is always putting the operation of the woman last. It was always man, one, man, boy, then woman. That's how they rule theirs. And so I look at that as like man, you know, man representing one, boy another one, and woman being the nine. And then when theirs got into an emergency to where they can no longer control it because they don't have the numbers anymore because scientific, their own studies showed that they started to dwindle in numbers as far as the amount of white men and white people being born and the amount of white people dying. So there's actual towns where churches and cities are starting to dwindle down and they can literally see it. And when this happens, they say, okay, well, how can we control the paradigm now? Because we don't have this so-called majority. And you try to keep the people in thinking they're minorities when a minor is somebody who needs someone else to take care of them. We're not minorities. We even though call ourselves minorities is disrespectful to ourselves. We're the majority on this planet Earth. And so when you say you're not um, a majority, that just means that you're disconnected with all of the people in the world that's like you. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's dissecting and it's dividing yourself already from everybody else to even give yourself a minority stamp. It's like, what do you mean? So you don't, you don't associate with none of the other black and brown people in the world? That's the only way you can call yourself a minority. But if you call yourself a majority, then you're saying, I connect with all black and brown people around the world. I cannot ever be a minority because who's, it's just a plane ticket away to go to another country. It's very easy. We act like we're subjected to this box of America. No, there's nothing minority about it. There's nothing minor about it. A minor needs somebody else to speak for them. So when you tell yourself you're a minor, you are in that minority brain, you need somebody, you need the majority to speak for you, the majority rules. Nah. So you are the majority, and there's a lot of things in our paradigm in order for people to truly understand them and to truly shift them, they have to be aware of them. And a lot of people are not aware of the problem on a psychological level, on a spiritual level, on a sociological level. So you're trying to figure out how to solve the problem when you don't even truly know the layers of the problem. And so when you really get down to it and you can see reality for what it is, then you can deal with these young boys and girls for where their mind is today. Not how we grew up, but where they are today. So our slogan is update your program, change the paradigm. Update your program on where we are in 2018. Not where we was in 17, 16, 15. Because now you understand that it used to be like 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s. There used to be a 10-year gap between a decade or something changing. Now, things change like in five years. You know, it was like 2000 and between 2005 and now we're in a new era. When they could create a whole program for the 60s and the 60s ran a certain way. Because of how information is being disseminated so fast, it's impossible for things to stay the same because people are getting so much information that they're changing rapidly. They're constantly changing. So you can go through a few different eras in a decade now. And so when all of these things are shifting and you're not the one controlling them, you're not the one setting the plans for the shift, then it's just like scientists did a study to figure out if paradigm shifts were real. And what they realized is that because they didn't create a marker to reference how they used to think, it was hard for them to, to tell whether they changed or not. But it was also telltale that they had changed so much that they didn't know what their old ways even were. And so we change so much, but we forget that we're changing a lot.
and the average person doesn't realize that you're not really staying the same. Every year, you're going through a vast amount of changes of how you think, how you used to dress, how you used to move, how you used to date, how you used to operate with technology. We're changing a lot, but we don't control the change. So it's hard for us to measure that marker. So when these young generations of, of, of nine minds and one minds are growing and we can't really see how their mind is changed, then it's hard for us to deal with them. It's hard for us to deal with the new generations of millennials or the Z generation, whatever it is, because they have so many changes going on. We don't, we don't realize that they're not who we thought they were yesterday. So quit dealing with them like that. They're not us. Quit talking about their music that way. That's not how they grade music. It's different. They, they don't care about that stuff. They say, make me feel a connection and I'll listen to you. We say, give me something to listen to with substance and I'll listen to you. Make me think. They say, make me feel. And that's the biggest difference. So would you be a successful artist right now? Um, if I was to employ that strategy and you would have to do the Kanye strategy. Kanye say, um, I'm not going to make a whole woke song, but I'm going to have one liners that hit. And so if you're going to do that, you would have to get a great beat, something that they're going to feel and connect to. And then while their minds are open, because remember, if they're going through emotion, it's easier to impression them. When you impression a person, you create an image in their mind, a feeling in their subconscious mind, and then impressions become expression. So you control their behavior. So I would have to create a dope, I have to have a dope beat. The, the beat just has to be better than anything. Forget the lyrics. First, you get the beat right. Because a lot of woke artists, beat sucks. You know what I mean? So you get the beat right, and then, you create a song to where you say, I'm going to have at least five main lines that's hard hitting. And if they're listening to this song over and over, it's going to be programming them to think better. But don't make the whole song just woke. Yeah, it's, it's um, we got to wrap up, but it's interesting to me, like, it's like movies, for example. Have you seen um, uh, Hereditary? You heard about the movie Hereditary? I heard Scary about movie. it. So I didn't watch it. I want to though. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Not gonna ruin it for you, but yeah. the point is, it's like when people make movies about like demons or like devil. I watch it all the time because I believe in it. I feel like if you believe in God, you gotta believe. Just the polarities. Polarities, mm -hmm. exactly. Like, how can you? you no, know, I believe in it all, and it's like my whole thing is like. Well, what dope movie is there about God out right now? What dope movie? I mean, everything is about God to me. I see the God in the polarity. I get what you mean, though. So, so it's like, so it's like if, if there's no dope, like, people complain, like, oh, this movie's about the devil. I don't, I don't support that. It's about the demon. Or this album is about, like, it's such negative. It's about mm. depression and people suicide and selling all those records. It's terrible. Well, you know, conscious, like you said, like, I listen to everything. You know, I listen there's a lot of great conscious music out I don't like putting that label on things too, because you know every person has multiple sides to them, and there's times where you're conscious, times when you're not. There's time, you know. There's a great balance of music. But in this great grand scheme of things, like if, if there's like a no cuss words, I'm talking about God every song, right. artist. It's usually it's not too, good because it's, it's too easy to tell. It's like I get your point. Uh, okay, like all right, man. And the same thing with movies. It's, yeah. like, it's just like a movie where it's like this is about God and, yeah. and it's in a way it, you know there's very few times where it's done in a way that's entertaining appealing you know good and that's my that's been my whole thing I believe in those messages seeing the polarity on the other side but 
bring something to the table then. Like, don't just come back to the complaining, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm not, these albums are just supporting, you know, negativity, suicide, depression, these movies are supporting demon, you know, but it's like, what else, what, what's out there? Why is that? And, and to your point is that the ones that do exist, we always said we have to support those. And then it's like, I think of it just come down to money, right? Not money in the sense of U.S. dollar and shit like that, but money in the sense of spend your energy to buy the things that you want to see. So if we as a society can claim to be very good and righteous folks and we want to see that happen, figure out how you can get involved in projects that actually support that image of what you want to see. Because when the opposite images come out, you go support that. You spend your money at the movie theaters and those movies get created again. We had Get Out. Everybody spent their money to go see it. Well, you know, we got to be proactive as a people because before this filming industry, this Hollywood industry, they were very proactive into turning this industry into what it is, them as a people. So you can't be lazy with buying the world that you want to see by spending your energy, time, your money, your, your mind power towards the things that you want. So if you're not a part of the solution, you're a part of the problem. And your voice is invalidated because you're not using your life energy to buy the world you want to see. So for me, tap in. Wait, you rocking with Bia Mechie. This is Trap RTV, and I'm 19 Keys. We just had our good uh, table random. talk. Nothing was random. Tapped in. <laughs> <laughs> of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details